you know how exciting it is. You know, this, I'm such a fanboy here. I'm I'm a I'm a fanboy right next to you. Yeah, it, well, this... mostly because we've done a Tony event together. We have, we, we have, we've gone to Tony Robbins' event. We hung out for the whole weekend. Which was a great time. So cool. I mean, it, it, let's just paint the picture. We did it in L.A. So in the L.A. one, it's you have the L.A. people there. And I don't want to actually go into the names that we saw there, but we saw A-list celebrities there because, again, I don't know if there's a – let's hold people. Let's it's keep not, their information I private. Think, I think the part that I was so sho- – like, listen, you, you hear about Tony's events and you hear how many people go. But when you actually see it in person and you see thousands and th- – and obviously this was before COVID, but there was – thousands and thousands of people in the convention center it stretched back i couldn't even see where they stopped it was insane it was like like, two football fields and then there's parts of this event where people are crying and you look around everyone's crying and everyone's into it and then there's times where everyone's dancing it was just a really like cool life-changing time i I loved it it's it's so insane and pitbull came out and pitbull performed we had like a concert with pitbull and you get to meet some really awesome people great networking and it is great networking. it's uh i think one of the coolest things too is like you i think we're both there we both didn't really know what tony did until you Mm -hmm. actually see what he does live and then you experience it live you're like man I didn't realize how much I needed this in my life. And then you see how well of a speaker he is. And listen, I've seen musicians. I've seen some people talk. And, we, and there's no one like Tony Robbins. Like, he makes it feel like he's talking to you. I don't know how to describe it, but he's so good at eye contact. And he makes it feel like he's talking directly to you. Actually, it's funny. I've been to multiple events. And one time, Tony's walking by me. And by accident, I sneezed. And here he is talking to 20,000 people, and he goes, God bless you. He was like, dude, don't focus on me. It's fine. Like, focus on yourself. Like, you didn't have to bless me. Like, it was it, – it's just you know, insane. You know what I liked about it is because I went in, I like, kind of, like, not knowing what to expect out of the whole thing. And, you know, and I, I loved how he broke it down in the middle of it. He was like – Listen, people are going to give you a hard time that you're here saying you're drinking the juice, but it's not that. Fuck that. Like, and he was just, I don't know. There was something about it that he made me realize like, yeah, this is where I want to be right now. This event is so cool and so unique. Whatever. Let's, why are we talking about it? Like, I don't let's know. just get him on. Like, let's stop sitting here and bullshitting. Like, like <laughs> we've got Tony Robbins sitting on hold right now yeah. waiting to get on the podcast and we're blabbing. This person is, uh, this the, the guest on today's podcast is someone who, I'm not joking. Changed my life, and I, not just. And I always say this: Would you shut up so we can get him on the podcast? Okay, okay. No, your tell whole us. life is different. Blah blah blah. Let's get to Tony. Dax, tell us about our guest. All right, our guest today is entrepreneur, number one New York Times best-selling author, philanthropist, and the nation's number one life and business strategist. For more than four and a half decades, millions of people have enjoyed the warmth humor, and transformational power of his business and personal development events. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Tony Robbins. And then, <laughs> How you doing, Dax? <laughs> I'm good. I'm so excited, man. Oh, it's quite a warm-up. How are you doing, Adam? Nice to see you. Brother, I am good. I am good. Obviously, Tony, you've been a, a huge part of my life, and Dax and I have both you know, have both been to your events, so it, it's so cool, and you've done so much, Tony, you know, and you got so much going on. Uh, you just turned sixty. Like, well, you're gonna be coming sixty-one, I guess, coming up, right, bud? Soon, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, but so, age somehow. I don't know how it works. <laughs> 
but my question is like what you've done so much you you've helped billions of people but what still drives you what keeps you going i just seeing people you know i grew up in a pretty tough environment and uh, there's a lot of suffering involved and i because i know what suffering is i hate to see anybody suffer and especially these days with covid with families you know spread apart elderly people not being being with their you know grandchildren it just makes me crazy so Anything I can do to make a difference drives me, but also what drives me is seeing the impact, you know, seeing people reclaim themselves. I mean, right now it's very easy to let the environment start to make you believe that this is going to be horrible forever in the world as you know it's over. If you watch CNN or any news over and over again, you want to cut your own throat. In fact, I read yesterday in San Francisco, three times as many people have died of overdoses in the last nine months than have died of COVID. Like we're not understanding the impact. So I'm constantly looking to see how we can break the impact. So I just, I have large goals. I have the stuff day to day that touches me. And I, a friend calls me yesterday and tells me he's, you know, he's 48 years old. He got a divorce. His 16 year old daughter doesn't want to talk to him. I can't just go, go do this. You know, I spend 45 minutes or an hour and I love that. And then I get, you know, an email from five uh, vets today. You know, I, I work a lot of veterans and I don't know if you guys know it, but 12 veterans kill themselves every day on average. Suicides, insane. What they've been through and we just discard them. So I know how to help, but shit, I could do all day, every day. I couldn't reach them all. So I found a doctor that has developed this shot that literally gets rid of PTSD. It's been proven for 10 years. It's 92% effective. So I funded it. So I got a hundred vets now. And these guys are writing me these letters telling me that, you know, they couldn't be with their children. They tried suicide twice. Fortunately, they failed. And now, you know, like literally a couple hours later, their head is clear. The world is color again. They're going to be with their children. Um, you know, I'm, I'm providing 100 million meals a year. I've been doing that. I set a goal to feed a billion people in the US. And I was going to do it in less than 10 years. And we're at 700 million in six years. So I'm closing in on that. Um, you know, you know, but my birthday party last year, I didn't want to party, a party with the purpose I was into. So I convinced everybody, you're going to throw a party, then we got to do it to really raise money. And we did for Underground Railroad, and we raised, you know, $14 million. I added another $5 million, so we raised $19 million to saving 25,000 kids from slavery. And so that kind of stuff, how could you not be inspired when you're seeing people eat again, when you're seeing people be free, when you're, you know, you're providing surgeries for, you know, 100 kids last year that were blinded who can now see. So I get the juice from the big things, and I get the juice from the individual things, but it, for me, it's about impact. If you can have impact, then your life is meaningful. Your life, life isn't going to be happy every moment. That's bullshit. But it can be meaningful every moment. You know, and that's your job. It's our job to find a deeper meaning. And I think that meaning comes and the energy of life comes when you're not just trying to serve yourself. I think, unfortunately, for so many of us, social media and technology has started to shape us instead of us shaping it. You know, it's using us. And the way it's using us is it's making us selfish. I mean, you see people like banging on their phone, like, give it a moment. You know, it's going to a satellite. Give it a second, you <laughs> jerk. You know? or, or you turn around and you see people like they expect like everything to be given to them the moment they push a button and humans don't work that way. And so it's made us that along with, I'm sure you guys have seen the social network, you know, the sure. social dilemma, social I should dilemma, say. Yeah. Social dilemma. And you just see how we've been wired to be separate from each other, to wired to stay online, wired to be aggravated all the time. So to me, it's a really important time for human beings to remember that, listen, there are things you obviously can't control, but there are plenty of things you can control. You can influence most things, but you can completely control your experience of life. And we forget that when every day you turn on the news or it follows you in your pocket and keeps telling you the worst scenario. I mean, people think that things are going to be good forever when it's going great. And that's total bullshit. Life is cyclical. 
right? There's always a new challenge or problem and you become better if you face it. But also when things are going terrible, they think it's going to go terrible forever and it's bullshit. We're in winter. It's going to be a longer winter than I, I want and you probably want. There are going to be people five years from now still wearing a mask in their mind because it's kind of like the depression generation. They're going to overreact. But there's also going to be so many new opportunities. So winter's followed by spring, baby. You know, the, the darkest nights always followed by the day. And that's trite sounding, but it's effing true. So it's like, we need to take control. So what gives me excitement is see people take back control of their life and not fall into the trap of being a robot or fitting into everybody else's plans. So, you know, you, you talk about all these things that are like inspiring me right now. Like, I love hearing you talk. And I know that that's the same for people around the world that listen to you. But who inspires you? Who are your mentors? And what do you take away from them? Well, my wife, no bullshit. <laughs> and not just saying to score points. But she's, she's the best human being I know. And I love her with my soul. And we're, we're made for each other. And we're, we're a perfect match in so many ways. And so and she's such a beautiful soul. And we, I get to do this mission of life with her versus let me go do this and come back and share it. And so that's a, just a gorgeous part of life. And, um, I'm, you know, I'm, I was fortunate enough, I got married when I was really young to a woman who was at the time 11 years my senior. So I was 24 and had a 17-year-old son instantly, an 11-year-old, a 5-year-old, and one on the way. So my kids are adults now, and, I, you know, I do business with some of them. We do just share so many great things. I have five grandchildren. But who's influenced me besides my wife? It's several people. Jim Rohn was my original personal development speaker. You can find him on YouTube. I met him when I was 17. And I went to work for him and he was a personal development speaker, but he was more about philosophy. And I thought philosophy doesn't matter. I'm a strategist. Like, how do you do it? But I do both now because philosophy, strategy shows you how to get the job done, but philosophy makes you have a meaning for your life. And so I learned a ton from him. I learned, you know, probably the most important thing I learned from him was I grew up dirt poor. I had four fathers. They were all really struggling. We had no money for food at Thanksgiving. And you know, you guys know, I, you know, I, I feed 100 million people a year, 100 million meals a year here in the U.S., but it's not because I'm a good guy. It's because I went without. And when I was 11, somebody fed my family. And I was like, I'm going to do this. So when I was 17, I fed two and then four and then eight. And it just grew. So I think, you know, the, 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 the key that Jim Rohn gave me was he answered a question I couldn't answer. I said, all my fathers were good men. And I, was, I remember I was 17 when I asked him this. I said, but we, were, we starved. We had time with no food. We had Thanksgiving with no food. I mean, we didn't die, but... It was rough. And I said, they were good men. Why? Why couldn't they make any money? And he said, Tony, we're all equal as souls, but we're not equal in the marketplace. And he said, your job is to find a way to become more valuable to other people and do more for them than anybody else in your category. And there'll be no limit to the quality of your life or the quality of your economics or your business or anything. And he gave me a great metaphor. He said, you know, if you work for McDonald's, and I forget what it was back then, but it was minimum wage then as well. He said, Tony, if you work for McDonald's, you're going to make nothing because the job is too easy. Anyone can learn that job in a few minutes. He said, I'm not being derogatory, but that's why you make minimum wage. And because I had brought up a, a billionaire guy that made a billion two that year. He was a hedge fund guy. And I go, it seems so unfair when it's school teachers, you know, making $30,000 a year back then. And he said, Tony, that's what it seems like on the, on the surface. But he said, what did that man actually do? He got people a 38% return when most people are getting 2%. He allowed children to go to college. He provided businesses, nonprofits. He added hundreds of billions of dollars and he made a billion. He said, that's massive added value. He said, so your job in life and what your, your fathers didn't learn 
is you got to work harder on yourself than you do your job. You've got to literally become worth more because you're going to do more for others than anybody else. And I became obsessed with that. And, you know, now I have 74 companies. We do $6 billion in business from everything from AI to, you know, LAFC sports team, because I know when he was there in LA to, you know, you name it, my resort in Fiji. And all that has come because in each of those industries, I come in and obsess on how do I do more for others in this industry than anybody else. And when you do that, you prosper. So I got that from Jim Rohn. I got John Grinder, name you probably wouldn't know, started something called NLP, neurolinguistic programming. He showed me how you could change people in minutes that you know traditional therapy would take years or sometimes never. And I learned it and mastered it. Um, Peter Guber, who's a dear friend of mine in the entertainment business, 52 Academy Awards nominations, brilliant, you know, has taught at UCLA for 25 years as a volunteer of his time. Uh, and as a guy that owns the, you know, the LA Dodgers, we own the LAFC team together, owns the Warriors. I mean, he's, he's a genius of creativity. So a lot of these people start as my clients and they said, I changed their life, but I'm not dumb enough to think that I'm just here to change their life. I learned from them. Uh, you know, somebody like Ray Dalio or Paul Tudor Jones, who became dear friends. And I've worked with Paul coaching him for 24 years now. You know, he didn't lose money for 23 of those 24 years. He had one tough year, but I learned so much from these guys or Ray or, or somebody like, uh, you know, you look over at salesforce.com and you, you see this company started by this brilliant man, but he wasn't just trying to build a business. He wanted to have a social impact and Mark Benioff. And so these guys start as my clients, they become my friends. And then I learn from them and they end up influencing my life as much or more than I've influenced theirs. That's incredible. That is so cool. It's just the name that you said, or just, I, I, those are great. Ray Dalio. It's, I love his stuff. I, I on Instagram, I'm always, it, I love just seeing the quotes he has. It's, it's incredible. I've speaking of quotes, if someone said to you, Tony, recommend me a few books, not your own. I, listen, I love Unshakable. I love Awaken the Giant Within. <laughs> but any other books? What would be the books you would recommend to people? These are the must-reads that you need to you need to check out. How many? <laughs> I, uh, let's do a Mount Rushmore. Four. Or, no, let's do five. Top five of uh, books that you stronger recommend. When somebody asks me that, I get asked that question a lot. I always ask, well, what do you want? What's the area? But if you're asking me generically for me, uh, one of the books that changed my life in the early, early stages was Man's Search for Meaning. In fact, I'm making the film right now of his movie. We're, we're just getting the script done and moving forward. I worked on it for about three years to get the rights. And um, if you don't know the book, if you're in a tough spot, go read that book. It, um, you know, Viktor Frankl was a um, Viennese uh, Jewish uh, man who got locked up in World War II and watched his family be slayed in front of him in a Nazi concentration camp. But he stayed alive by studying what made certain people live because you'd lose the will there. there was, it was, it was an, unholy, an unholy place would be the nicest way of describing, inhuman. And he said that what he noticed was that the people that had a reason, that could find reason even in their suffering, like they're going to make it through this so they could tell the story so it could never happen again. You know, the famous never again Jewish phrase. He said, those people found a way to survive. The ones that gave up and didn't have a compelling future. And I think that's what's missing right now, by the way, for so many people in the middle of COVID, they see no compelling future. And that's why they're overdoing drugs or alcohol because it's like, I'm out of control. But I learned so much from him and so much from the book that no one can take. They can take your money, they can imprison you, can do everything, but they can't take away your will, your will to find meaning in your life. So I think that's a book, whenever someone's in a tough place, and I, if I had to recommend one book, another book that you read in 30 minutes is As a Man Thinketh by James Allen, which really reminds you that you are not just a creature of circumstance, that thought is creative, and that as you think, so you create, so you become, so you experience. You can read it in 30 minutes. Um, 
another book, uh, Emerson's Essays. Waldo Emerson, I mean, his self-reliance essay is one of my favorites. I've probably read it since the 1700 times. It's just reminding you what you're capable of and not to just drop into group think. I mean, it'd be an important book to read at a time like right now. Um, maybe a, a more modern book, uh, maybe Untethered Soul, you know, by uh, Michael Singer. is a good friend of mine, Mickey Singer. A brilliant book that gives you a just different view of spirituality, not religion, but spirituality and how you live your life. Um, that's four. Um, all right, fifth would be The Fourth Turning. Not a well-written book, but a brilliant book. Uh, President Clinton recommended I get the first book that these authors wrote, which was called uh, Generations. It's about an 800-page book. And it goes through 500 years of, of, of English and American history. And it shows you that every generation reacts to the way they were brought up. And it changes the culture, just as we're experiencing right now. Uh, the, the rise of the millennial generation and the way they were raised, where everything was at their fingertips, where they expected everything to be available, didn't have to be charged for it. You're going to charge me for an app? Something that in my generation you'd pay $500 for, they're pissed if you're going to charge them five bucks for it, it should be free. And so it has to do with, there's nothing wrong with a generation, it's just they're brought up differently, they have different expectations, they have different fears, they have different reactions, and how that creates the cycles of history. So fourth turning, if you're wondering what's happening right now, I read that book the first time in 1991 when everyone was talking about slowing down and the, and the society's going to shrink and everyone's going to simplify their life, which was all bullshit, it, didn't, it worked for about six months, and it talked about these cycles, and I found it to be really a great tool for understanding what's happening in society and what to anticipate is going to happen in the near future. You, I mean, I love this. You, I mean, obviously this past year was a tough year for everyone, you know, and your events, you know, went from using huge arenas and stadiums and then went virtual, but they've been a success. You know, they, they've been a huge success. You're constantly reinventing yourself with new ways to reach people. What is your strategy to re-engage people? Well, I can tell you my strategy, but I should tell you first, I'm human too. So if you, went through the stages of loss. You know, you, you probably heard there's five stages of loss. Somebody dies or something like that. I just want you to know, I went through it too. I mean, you know, Adam, you've been at so many of my events and you're, like you said, we got 10, 15,000 people. You know, I did a big one a year and a half ago in Germany, 35,000 people, football stadium full of people. And it's like, I know how to take those people and take them on a ride that changes their life. Most people won't sit for a three hour movie. It's you know, somebody spent 300 million, they won't sit for three hours. And I get them go 12 or 14 hours a day, three, four, five, 10 days in a row. So when it first happened, I remember I, we did my birthday party, raised all this money. I was so happy for Underground Railroad, you know, and we're going to save all these children's lives. And two days later, I started getting phone calls saying, are you going to cancel your event in San Jose, San Francisco? It was like 12,500 people. And I was like, I don't cancel it. Last year I was in Australia and I had mercury poisoning and I bled out. I lost a third of my blood supply. I'm in the hospital. And the doctor said, you're going to be here for four days. I said, no, I got a seminar. He goes, you're not leaving the hospital. I said, you can't keep me here. So we made a deal, you know, he gave me a, a little wheelchair and I went out and finished the seminar in a wheelchair. So I said, there's no way in hell I'm going to cancel. <laughs> Never did I dream that the government would say you can't have 10,000 people, then a thousand, then a hundred, then 10. I mean, it went from Amsterdam, Rome, you know, UK, you know, uh, Moscow, Peru, you know, down to Sydney, Australia, all of it canceled. And, you know, I got 74 companies. So I got my hands full, but this is my mission. So I was like, okay, we're moving. We're going to Vegas. They're never going to cancel Vegas. <laughs> you know, they canceled Vegas. We're going to go to Texas. It's its own freaking country. They're not going to put up with this shit, right? <laughs> Texas, the governor said, we're never shutting down. And he shut down. And so then I was like, screw it. We're going to go to movie theaters. They say we can only have 10 people. Well, let's go to, you know, 
1,200 movie theaters and put 10, 20 people in each one. And then he shut down movie theaters. And I'm like, we're going to churches. They can't shut down churches. And they shut down churches. So I was like, okay, what I said I would never do, we're going to do. I said, I'll never do this in people's homes because you don't have the energy of 20,000 or 10,000, 5,000. You don't have the music. You don't have the stadium. But it's like, there's too many distractions, but it's the only way I can serve. So I said, I'm not doing an old man's webinar. So, but I went through the stages. The first stage was shock. That's what happens to most of us. You're going to lock us all down, healthy people? Are you insane? For a number of mortality level, we don't even know what it is. You think it's 3%. Now we know it's, depending upon who you are, 99.7% of the people survive. It's absurd. It's like, then you go to anger. Most people, anger or frustration. I'm like, people need this right now. I got to help them. You know, this ain't just a business, my life. This is what I'm here to do. This is what I could help most. Then you go to bargaining. Okay, God, make me a deal. Okay, government, make me a deal. That shit doesn't work. Then people go to sadness or depression. And I got really sad. I'm, I know how to do all this shit. It's still affecting me. I want people to know we all go through it. But eventually, if you make it through those stages, you get to acceptance. And acceptance doesn't mean you accept it's right or fair. It's just it is. So I got to deal with it. But most people end with acceptance. And I think there should be a sixth step. Create. Like, okay, this has happened. Now, what am I going to do with it? Not this has happened. I just got to accept it. Well, how am I going to turn this around? So I remember I went and watched some guy was doing this little webinar. And he had four 52-inch screens in this little room. And I'm like, if this is my life, I'll shoot myself. There's no way. I, I, I got to do this at a different level. So I, I took out a tape recorder. I brought four of my staff members. And I, I dictated for an hour and a half. Here's what we're going to do. We're going to find a building with 50-foot high ceilings. We're going to do LED screens, 20 feet high, 50 feet wide, 180 degrees around the front, 100 around the back. I want retina screens. I want to be able to bring the people up. I want to have them app so they can clap or laugh and we can hear it. And I did the whole thing in an hour. And then I went and hired six companies and said, we got to do this. And they go, okay, it'll take nine months. I said, no, you got nine weeks. And we literally pulled it off down to the last minute. And now my biggest seminars, most of the seminars were 10 to 15,000 people. Now my average seminar is 15,000 and I've had a 30,000 person event. And what's so crazy guys, I still prefer a live event personally, but I can see, I'm in people's homes. I see them with their children, with their dogs and their cats and their husbands and wives. People used to fly across the country or when I go overseas, fly from other countries and they got to travel, they got to pay for the airline, they got to rent the car, the hotel room, they're away from their family. And then they have this incredible experience, they go home and try to explain it. And it's like their family thinks they're nuts. They're like, so happy, what's wrong with you? And now it's happening with their family. Now the children are coming in and doing, you know, the, the visualization process and having the gratitude piece. And I, I remember the first time we did this in July, we had this man, I'll never, you know, seeing all these countries, we had 120 countries. And like the Australians were doing this, at 10 a.m. we started, that was midnight for them. So they go from midnight to 4 p.m. the next day. People you know, in Asia are going different time zones. So we're keeping people all night long doing this, four days and nights. But I remember seeing this Indian man in a turb, in, in his, his turb, and his wife's there, and he's pissed. Clearly she's taking the big screen, and he's sitting <laughs> here like this, and she's having a good time, and she's starting to dance, and you're gonna see him going, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And, and sure enough, within an hour, he's up dancing. And by the end of the night, you know, we don't do a firewalk, obviously, with people in their home. So I decided to use a metaphor of breaking through, teaching people to break wood, karate style. Kids, adults, doesn't matter who. So we ship people to wood. Well, she was the only one who signed up, right? So at the end of the night, he's fighting her for the piece of wood because he wants to break the wood. <laughs> so, so what I got to say to you is, it's like, 
people like spent three times as much money to get my events before to get to them. And now they don't have that expense. And I see so many mothers at home nursing their babies and playing full out. And so it's a new way to reach people. So I'm still going to do live events as soon as they're available. I've already got one booked here in Miami because we have different rules here. We're going to have 20,000 people here in the fall. But between now and then, I'm not sitting on my butt. I'm sitting here serving more people than I did before. So I really want people to know everything. Life is always happening for you, not to you. If you believe it's happening to you, of course it is. You know, you look for what's wrong. What's wrong is always available. But if you train yourself to look for what's right and you find it, you won't be the person sitting on the curb crying or feeling sorry or drugging yourself up. You'll be like, I'm going to crush it and I'm going to find the good in this. It's not good on the surface, but it becomes good when you do something with it. And so that's my approach and philosophy. And we've pivoted and, you know, I, we have 300 employees just at that company alone. And we still have 275 of them, which is unbelievable because we lost 90% of the revenues. I lost just that company alone. We lost $96 million in the first seven months of this last year. So to be able to turn that around and serve people and serve the employees, because they own the company, my employees own the company. So it's an ESOP, you know, employee stock ownership program. So they all, their future is still there whenever we thought we're going to go under. So there's always a way, but it requires a different level of energy. It requires that you have something you want to serve more than yourself. Because if you're only serving yourself, you don't get a lot of insight. Nothing wrong with that, but you're, but you're trying to serve your family. You're serving more of life. So life gives you more. Serve a community Serve humanity. I'm not talking about virtual signaling bullshit. I'm talking about, you know, what's in your heart. You get a different level of insight and a different level of energy. So you got to find something you care about more than yourself in the middle of COVID. And you got to find a way to retool yourself to move forward because the opportunity is going to be there. Winter's not forever. The, the, the tide will shift and you want to be ready or ideally take advantage of it even before the tide shifts. Yeah. No, you know, you, we've talked about people struggling and you've helped millions and millions of people. So what do you feel like is the one thing that people struggle with the most that have in common? That, that one thing that like, it seems like everyone struggles with. Well, there's so many things, you know, people's relationships are complex, right? Cause you're dealing with another species. Even if you're gay, in order to have a, a relationship, you need opposite energies, max male and female energies, even if it's in the same gender. And so relationships are a huge source of challenge for people because it's where you get the greatest joy and it's where you get the greatest pain. Um, I think in business, most people get into business and we all know the stats. 50% of businesses are gone the first year. 96% are gone in 10 years. Four out of 100 make it. That doesn't mean they're profitable. So there's different issues that you deal with there. People's bodies, because of the way we have commercialized food, makes almost everybody, what, 70% of Americans are overweight. I mean, it's the fast country in the history of the world and the rest of the world's mirroring us. So I deal with so many different issues. It really depends on the person. People come to me usually at extremes. They're either the best in the world at what they do and they're doing well and they just, they're the best because they're always looking for that little set, that little thing I can do that makes me better, better, better and takes me to a different destiny. Or it's somebody facing a challenge. And, you know, they're facing a financial challenge, a business challenge, an emotional challenge, a relationship, challenge with their kids, or they have a birthday with a zero on it. So they're reevaluating their life. So I, I get people who have found hunger. They're hungry because it's not how they want it, or they're hungry because that's their nature. People are not hungry. I don't really deal with because they pretty much accept where things are. And so, and so what I wish for them, what I pray for them is they find something to inspire them more than themselves or the wagon wheel comes down their rut, you know, they get enough pain that they start searching. And I don't care how smart you are, how strong you are, how rich you are, how famous you are. Life is going to humble you. You know, like life's going to take you to your knees. The real question is, what are you going to do when that happens? And so for me, 
it's really like what this challenge is about. It's like a comeback challenge. The greatest story again. What is the greatest story of mankind? What's the story we all love in books and movies? It's a comeback. It's somebody gets taken to their knees, unfairly, unjustly, whatever, or their own ego takes them there. And then instead of giving up, they get up, they get knocked down, they get up. And then eventually they only get up and they don't get to where they were, get the better than they were. My obsession this year is to make that happen for more people. So we did this in July. I did this comeback challenge for free for everybody around the world. I could say 300,000 people this year. Right now, I think we have a half, almost a half million people right now. So hopefully we'll end up with three quarters of a million people. I'm going to train for five straight days. I say for an hour, an hour and a half, but you guys know me. I'll probably go two hours because I want to have so much value. But we're going to show you what to do with your body, what to do with your emotion, what to do with your relationship, what to do with your finance, what to do with your career or your business. Five days, no charge, no hooks, no nothing. And, you know, what's the added value you give me is I give you a challenge each day that you got to go do something uncomfortable to make you grow. And if you keep doing it, you're going to you'll grow massively in just five days. And then, you know, I get the value of seeing the impact and I get the value. If I help people, they tell other people and more people, you know, want to learn what I have to share. So it works for me too, but we're going to do this in a way that's going to knock people's socks off. And it's coming up uh, January 21st, like less than a week from now, January 21st to the 25th, 2 p.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Pacific. But like I said, we have people all over the earth that are going to be doing this in more than hundred countries. I, I feel like, I, you know, it's funny growing up, Tony, like I knew who you were, but I didn't really know the idea of what was going behind it. Maybe I was too young. Maybe I was too mature. And then once I had the, the balls really to go to the event, then I was blown away. All of a sudden, it, everything just clicked. It's like, man, I wish I knew this stuff in school. I wish I learned this stuff a lot sooner. I think everything would have changed. And that's what's cool about this event. It's like, first of all, there's no excuse right now. It's virtual. It's in your house. There's no excuse that you have to do it. And it's one of those things where if you ever considered going to a Tony event, from my experience, it's like now you're just making it so easy. Like, let's do it like let's cross a line it, it just just do it just experience it and honestly it changed my life and just it didn't necessarily change my life it changed the way I approach life which then changed my life and Dax we talked about before we we feel the same about you that, also right? you you've been really wonderful Adam because you've had so many effects in your own life you've shared it with so many celebrities because I knew you deal with so many and I meet them afterwards and they're like the same thing. Like, I thought you were just positive thinking or motivation. I had no idea. So I really want to thank you because you've really turned a lot of beautiful people on what I'm doing. And those people are influential. So they touch other people. And that's my mission. So thank you. Can you tell people how they can get involved, where they go, just in case they don't know? Like, sure, obviously- there's, a, there's a website you can go to. It's called uh, Make2021 this year, Make2021myyear.com. Make2021myyear.com. That's really the goal. Not to make some, you know, positive thinking affirmations or, you know, people set their New Year's resolutions. And they, by first week of February, 85% of people have broken it. And this year, most people aren't even doing it because they don't feel in control. But the reason is they don't have the rituals to back up the goal. Like, you know, if your goal is lose 30 pounds and your ritual is, you know, wake up late, go have a mocha smoker from Starbucks. And obviously you've got the wrong rituals. So we're going to work with people to make sure they get the habits. Then it becomes easy because it's just something that naturally happens for you. And you, it's like training. The hardest thing in the world is get to the gym. But once you get to the gym and you get momentum and you do it long enough, you get addicted. You know, you yeah. don't want to do it any other way because you feel so good. So yeah. anyway, you can go to my uh, make2021myyear.com. No charge whatsoever. Just line up. And if you've got friends or family or if you're a business and you're shut down, invite your employees. It's free training for five days. Yeah, Tom, we each have one last question. My last question is, based on this event, uh, 
again, you've worked with some of the most successful people in the world. You have, you still currently do, elite athletes, businessmen, actors, world leaders. What is the common trait that you see in all of these people? Well, there's, it depends on the context, but if the, the one thing that I personally love, I love wickedly smart people personally, but you would think that intelligence would be the first factor. And unfortunately it's not because there are a lot of really smart people that can't find their way out of a paper bag in practical terms. They get so in their head. If there's one quality I see that all these super achievers have, whether it be intellectual super achievers or business super achievers or anybody of that nature, entertainers, it's hunger. Like everybody gets hungry for a while. But, you know, if you look at somebody who's just truly extraordinary, you know, you look at Richard Branson, for example, or Sir Richard now, I know Richard, and Richard's a beautiful man. He has as much hunger today in his late 60s as he did when he was 16 starting Virgin. I mean, he's got that same guy. Let's give it a go. That's his favorite phrase, right? Let's just give it a shot here. There's a passion. There's an aliveness in him that doesn't go away. When I say hunger, that's what makes like Peter Guber, Guber who he is, for those who know him, or Mark Benioff from Salesforce, or Ray Dalio, all these people. It's like they've achieved everything, supposedly. But I remember I interviewed um, back when UCLA had uh, Coach Wooden, the greatest basketball coach in history. He won 10 out of 12 NCAA championships. He won 88 games in a row, an entire season without losing a game. And, you know, it's not like the old Bulls with Michael Jordan or, say, LeBron with, you know, Lakers now where you get the same guys every year and you build a dynasty. Every year, those students left and new ones came. And he used to have this cool thing. I interviewed him when I was 30, and I interviewed him three weeks before he died. And he had this cool phrase. He had lots of them. But one of my favorites ones, he said, it's what you learn after you know everything that really matters. Meaning, dickhead, if you think you know everything, you don't know squat. Right? <laughs> you you got to keep growing. And I think that experience of constantly growing just makes us feel alive. I mean, people ask me all the time, you know, Tony, you've met millions of people, the most successful people in the world in business and life. What does it take to have, you know, a happy life? And I always say one word, progress. Progress equals happiness. If you want an extraordinary life, you got to make progress. It doesn't matter how many people love you, how many Emmys you have. You guys deal with these people all the time. I do as well. You know, how many Academy Awards, how much money you made, how many people think you're rich and famous and smart or whatever. None of that shit matters if you don't grow. Because if you think that's it, look around at all these famous, wealthy people, you know, that have taken their life right? Because they stopped growing and they didn't feel alive. Life is about growing and giving. We grow by facing challenges and we become more. You know, my teacher, Jim Rohn, used to say, it's not what you get. What you get is not going to make you happy. Who you become is going to make you really happy or really sad. And so if you're going to have an extraordinary life, you've got to keep growing and, and good ideas don't interrupt you. They got to be pursued, you know, you're not going to have a great idea. Go, here I am. Here, take me away. You got to get hungry enough to go. But the common denominator to finish the clip here is hunger that doesn't go away, which means hunger to be more, to do more, to give more, to share more, to enjoy more. If you have that kind of hunger, not a hunger like I'm going to lose weight to get to the party or make it to the summer, that's a hunger too, but it doesn't last. It's a hunger of something inside you. And you know what? If you don't have it, it can get triggered. One of the reasons I do events and we go 10, 12 hours a day is immersion. It's like you can read about swimming or you can go freaking swimming and go swimming with somebody who's great at swimming. The difference is like intellectualness and saying, well, I tried, it doesn't work versus experience. So I love to give people an experience. And the good news now is we can give it to them where they live and still have an impact. So we had kind of touched on this a couple minutes ago about how last year your events went from thousands of people to kind of moving to virtual 
But this is like the year that people need you the most. People are really down. People are really out there. They're trying. They're searching for themselves. How has the transition to virtual been for you in regards to feeling? You know, you, you say you're in people's homes, but is it is it helping you? Because I, I know that you get a lot out of seeing people and being in front of them. And I can tell you from being at your event, having you walk past me and look me in the eyes <laughs> was like the coolest part of the event. Like I just sat there and I was like, Tony just looked at me like we had that moment. <laughs> and you know, so are you getting enough out of it by seeing people through the computer? I'm just curious. Yes, but there's a, I, I'm a visceral person. I'm a kinesthetic person. I love to touch or hug or high five or be around people as well. But you know what, what I've discovered is, so the answer is yes, but I want both and I'm not going to settle. And like I said, the minute we open, we've already booked the Miami American Airlines Theater where, where the heat plays for 20,000 people for next fall. And it looks like that'll probably happen. And I've got a couple other ones I'm going to do hybrid. I built my stadium, but I also bought a building with 28,000 square feet so I can have 1,000 people live while I'm reaching 30,000 people other places. So I'll be doing some of those events here in Florida because we have different rules than you have in LA or New York, fortunately. And we're doing it all being smart with COVID and so forth, testing and all that stuff. But the part that's even more fulfilling is like, you know, I'm a certain kind of creature, but I've noticed like I just did my date with Destiny seminar. I do once a year for people from you know, 150 countries. And I was watching these people and I witnessing them and hearing them. And then I talked to a lot of people and I've talked to some people who have been to date with Destiny before and they said it's their favorite. Well, I love hearing that because I make everyone better. But I asked them why it was better and it's like, Certain people, like especially women saying, you know, when I'm in that huge crowd, it felt so exciting. But I, I really, some people say, I didn't want to show my emotion, but I still did. But, you know, I was conscious of it. But now I'm at home and I'm crying my eyes out and laughing my tail off. And like, I don't have any, anything else. I don't have the energy of other people coming at me. So for some people, it's better. I can tell you that truthfully. Yeah. And what I love, the juice I get is that we've made it easier for people. Like it's been on their bucket list. And people say to me, well, your event's so expensive. And I'm like, it's $195 for five days. You ever been to a concert? You know, <laughs> you ever been to a good concert? Now, most concerts I go to cost me that for two hours. You know, it's like I, I went to go see, uh, what's her name? One sings hello. What's her name? Uh, singer. Uh, like Adele. Adele. I went to see Adele in San Jose in the same state. And we do things. She was incredible. Just gorgeous. Two hour concert. And then I thought afterwards, shit, we're going to be here in a week. And we're going to do 50 hours. We're going to do 25 concerts back to back here and keep people fully engaged. I mean, that's a different world. So I love the live, but I really love seeing the impact on families. I've always wanted to do like a date with Destiny for families. And I never had enough room. You know, we'd get 5,000 people in the room and we'd sell it out. Everything gets sold out. Well, now I was able to have their families be there. And quite frankly, you know, we didn't charge them. Their families kind of went in and out and enjoyed it. And we were thrilled to see it. So the answer to your question is, I'm loving the impact. I'm reaching more people. My wife is a lot happier because I'm not going, <laughs> you, know, you know, when you go to 118 cities in a year, which is what I did in 2019, that was my average, and go to 16 countries, you know, it takes a lot out of you. So it still takes a lot out of me because I'm doing 12, 14 hours a day, but I get to come home and be with my family at night. So that part I love, but you know me, I'm not going to settle. I'm going to do both. And I feel, feel like COVID has allowed me to reach more people in the way they need. And there's still going to be people that want to come to the live concert in person and I'll be there for that, too, as soon as it's available. Last question, I promise you. you, you your, your energy. I, I, I get excited. Your energy gives me energy. You have so much energy. But what is, 
how do you do it? Is it what's like what's in your diet, Tony? It's physical training and it's emotional. Without the emotional, the physical would give you the endurance, but you wouldn't sustain the the intensity of energy. The energy comes from being excited, knowing you can have an impact. Like when you know you can take somebody who's suicidal, and you know you guys have seen I never lost one knock on wood in you know 20 years, 20, 30 years. You know, how do you do that? Well. People only commit suicide because they think dying is less painful than living. You change that, you change everything. So, you know, being able to have that kind of impact is so valuable. It doesn't matter what else is going on. I lose track of everything else. I'm, I'm in that state. And I'm losing your question because I, I started thinking about somebody who's suicidal. I just turned around. What were you asking me? I apologize. I, what, what, what do you eat? I was just thinking diet. Oh, I know, like, energy. Diet? energy. So, yes, energy. so much energy when you know you can have that kind of impact. It just, you know... It gets you there. And the other part is what I said already. It's like, if it was only for me, you know, meeting my needs is not that hard. But when you want to meet the needs of people all over the earth in 150 countries simultaneously, 20 hours a day, that's a hell of a challenge. And so you, you, your nervous system responds to that challenge if you're mission driven. You know, and I think we all are. Like most people do more for their kid than they will for themselves. You just got to find something you love. And then physically, my diet's simple. You know, I was a vegan for you know, 13 years now, you know, I had mercury poisoning and I ate fish. I had nothing but salad fish, salad fish. I was super disciplined, but I had swordfish and tuna and I didn't realize that they absorb all the mercury and almost killed me. Literally, I burned a hole in my esophagus. It was that bad. So now I do have, you know, free range uh, foods as well and proteins. But the biggest thing is the way I train. And I train my body in both muscular and aerobic like a crazy person. Like I have a Vasper device that compresses your arms and your legs while you're sitting on this freezing device. It's a ridiculously expensive device. And then you exercise at a level of intensity. And then I restrict my oxygen all at one time with the whole thing. And like Navy SEALs get their ass knocked on this thing. And, but it changes their biochemistry, increases their testosterone 20% on a Navy SEAL. is nothing but testosterone. So I have these types of devices. I have a hyperbaric oxygen chamber, full-blown glass, not one of those fake little plastics right here in my house. I do it three <laughs> times a week and I fully oxygenate my body. I can run faster. I can lift more weight than I did when I was 27 years old and I'm wow. 60. So it's, it's really a matter of like, I want people to know too, you can start when you're 40 or 50 or 60 and develop muscles, even if you didn't work your whole life. Like Sly is a good friend of mine, uh, Sylvester Sloan. And Sly is a, he's a brick house in his 70s. He's just unbelievable, right? He's done it his whole life. So you go, oh, he trained his body. Anyone can train their body to be at a higher level of performance. And then I'm constantly, you know, I use stem cells. I do everything under the sun to maximize because I got to go 50 hours in a weekend and not drop an ounce of energy or focus and deliver for you. But the other thing I want to mention to you, Dax, you said about that eye contact thing. The best thing about this on in people's homes, like Mark Benioff's dear friend of mine, you know, maybe he's been to probably... 15 of my UPWs. He started Salesforce after going to four UPWs. He left Oracle, came up and said, I'm starting this new company. We're going to change business. I remember him saying, we're going to do a hundred million dollars in business. Now he's doing 20 billion plus, right? <laughs> but with Mark called me and said, and the governor also both called me and they both gave me the same feedback, governor of California. They said, they just went through this event I did virtual. Mark said, it was my favorite Unleash the Power Within. I'm like, Really? yeah, you were in my living room. And he said, and you never broke eye contact. When you're running, when you're digging <laughs> over the whole stadium, I get a moment of contact. But it's like, you're looking into my soul the whole time. He goes, I couldn't break eye contact. I was there with you the whole time. <laughs> so it's fun. <laughs> 
That's awesome. So listen, I, again, this new world, new you challenge. I'm so excited. You can go to make2021myyear.com to sign up for more information. It's absolutely free. I strongly, strongly recommend it. If you always From want to two go to- people who have been to his events, this is free. Go to it. There is no excuse not to. It's it's, it's the new easy. year. Go and just. Even if you got, you know, a little time, go in and check it out. I can't yeah, it's only, it's only an hour and a half, two, It's only an hour and a half, two hours each day. It's, you'll love it. And you'll, you know, the other thing we do is we put everybody together in a Facebook group afterwards. And for the last six months, we did it once last year. And these people support each other from 100 countries and their goals and desires and networking. And, and again, it's my gift to you. It's no charge whatsoever. And if it impacts you the way I know it would, please tell your friends. And that'll help me help more people. So thank you for your time. And guys, I really enjoyed being with you. Yeah, Tony, thank you so much. For more, Tony Robbins, you can check out. He's got virtual events. Go to TonyRobbins.com. Uh, check out his books on Shakeable, Waking Giant Within. Amazing. And uh, make sure you follow him on social media at Tony Robbins. Tony, thank you, brother. It's uh, I, I, I thank you so much, man. I really appreciate it. I look forward to seeing you guys again sometime soon. Blessings till then. Uh, we're Tony Robbins on the podcast. <laughs> Dude, how cool is that? That was pretty I'm awesome. I'm pumped right now. Are you? I, I'm going to go out and smash some wood and break through it and karate chop it now. It's just like when you hear his voice, again, we've been to his events. I've read his books multiple times, and every time you even hear it on YouTube, it just, after going to an event, it fires you up. So that's why I strongly suggest uh, checking out the uh, New World, New You Challenge. Go to make2021myyear.com. It's uh, it's free, you know, so there's no excuse not to check out a Tony Robbins event because, again, People always say, always wanted to do an event. Well, now it's going to be super easy for you to do it, and you're going to hold yourself accountable, and you, you get involved with this community of people just kind of wanting to be better, and it's awesome, man. And the guy, Tony, he's – you hear the names he works with, like he currently works with and has worked with. I mean I, – I, I just think about like we just got like 40 minutes with Tony Robbins, like one-on-one – well, two-on-one, <laughs> you know, and it's yeah. – that's wild. The, just to think how many people around the world, what they would do to have been us right then chatting with Tony Robbins. Very grateful. That's very crazy. cool. Very grateful. Very honored. Very appreciative. All that. And, I mean, and where, where do we go? Should we just close up shop on the Hollywood Rob podcast after this? <laughs> Dude, I'm ready to go. Let's <laughs> how go. Do you go. How do you get bigger than Tony Robbins? Listen, we're going to – this is like an interview like I'm going to have to listen back like a few times just to kind of go over some of the stuff because there's such – there's very powerful quotes in there. Mm-hmm. And uh, he's just – he's awesome. And he just goes. Like, uh, listen, we're only – I don't know. He, he's awesome. We were only supposed to have him for like a certain amount of time and he went over and I was like – Wow, this is cool. This is cool. This is cool. Like, you know? <laughs> so, uh, yeah, shout out to Tony hey. Robbins. Make sure you follow him on Instagram, uh, at Tony Robbins, and uh, go to his website where you can keep, uh, keep posted, keep up to date with all the virtual events he's doing until they do live. Like I said, he's going back to live events eventually. But make sure for right now you check out the New World New You Challenge. Uh, you go to make2021myyear.com to uh, sign up. For, uh, and you can hear all the information. Uh, you can find the Hollywood Raw podcast on YouTube, on TikTok. And, it, and if you want to watch this interview go down, if you haven't had enough Tony or Dax or Adam, head on over to our YouTube page, Hollywood Raw Podcast, and you can watch the whole thing. Uh, I, I, I feel inspired, dude. Yeah, I feel go. good. I feel good. Uh, you can find me at, at Adam Glenn, G-L-Y-N. You can find Dax Holt at D-A-X-H-O-L-T. Thank you guys for listening. The best thing you do to support this podcast is leave a good review and uh, give us a five star. Please, please, please. That's the best thing you do to support this podcast. And we'll see you guys next time. Ahura Media Production.